When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you love riding a motorcycle, you want to ride it everywhere, even to a physical. Let's check your weight. Hop on the scale. Look at that. You're down a few pounds. Oh, yeah. Must be the new carbon fiber wheels. And when you love saving money, you want to save even more. That's why GEICO makes it easy to bundle your motorcycle and car insurance. I'm going to prescribe 91 octane for your engine knock, and we'll want to see you again in 3,000 miles. Kickstart your savings with GEICO Motorcycle. Bundle and save on the things you love. Bob and Tom comedy bits. Check. Willie Griswold. Check. Jess Hooker. Check. Jessica Alsman. Check. It's the Bits and Pieces Podcast. Welcome to the Bits and Pieces Podcast. I'm Willie Griswold, joined as always by Jess and Jessica and Jason. And that was the new intro by Chick McGee. And today we're going to talk about how much we do not like Chick McGee. Uh-oh, Chick, how well, you doing, buddy? this Welcome is awkward. Oh, I wanted to start. I wanted to start. You wanted to start? Yeah, I have some things. What's on your mind? Let's well, talk about I have, it. I have some grievances. We could have uh, a we could have a festivus with you. I could air out my grievances. i got a lot and, of problems with you people. Yeah. Well, as a big fan, we're not worthy. Uh, well, we're not. That's all right. Thank you very much. I thought you probably had a, conv- uh, a grievance from the last podcast or something that we did. No, I finally found people that would show up and do no, the podcast. You said that on so. social media, and that's yes. not true. You know the weird thing? She says it on social media, but she also says it constantly to yeah, me in private. She says it in private. She goes, right, chick just I doesn't know. show up. She says, you know, the man has no integrity is what it is. You know what? It is? <laughs> She's the one who didn't show up. I just don't want to do it. With you. Yeah, that right. I just don't want to do the podcast. I, I was really I excited to do a podcast. I just didn't want yeah, to do it with you. Uh, but yeah, this is the Bits and Pieces podcast. We revisit our favorite Bob and Tom bits and pieces. Today's the Chick McGee episode. So are you going to have everybody on? No. Nope. I, I don't think so. No. no. I, Why not? I mean, we wanted to have my dad on, but I don't think we can pencil him in for the next year. But he, oh, maybe he's busy. You know, he's busy. I think I, I really want to do a Dean episode and a Christie episode. We talked about other stuff we're going to do, but for right, right now, it's just the Chick McGee special. Well, Dean and I put up some good numbers there for quite a while, so I, I can speak on Dean here if you'd like. Uh, um, speaking of uh, prior podcasts, I think Dean was one of our most downloaded episodes. Yeah. of off the air. I think that's still up there. Some I don't know where out there. I, I think it is. I actually have it on my phone. I was. It's funny you say that. I plan on listening to it at some point because yeah. there's some lines in there. I, I got him to laugh more than. Oh yeah. yeah. When I told him what somebody else said in the building. Anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. I need. I need to revisit it for yeah. sure because that was a good. We started that podcast uh, off the air. Two thousand twelve. Was it 12? It May of 12? Ju- oh, I thought it was July of 12. Maybe it was July of 12. I Maybe it was. July. Yeah, I think it was July of 12. Yeah. So yep. Dean was probably in 13. So yeah, that's... Uh, mm-hmm. That one's oh, an old one. That's out there. Huh. As it is, we might hear uh, young Chick McGee on some things today. It might is sound that, a little... Is that right? All right. Yeah. Young and current. I almost said old, but... <laughs> I told Willie, I said, I like to listen to the Bits and Pieces podcast because I feel like I'm listening to my own funeral. You guys, remember when Chick did this? Oh, remember Chick, remember Chick, he did this? Oh, Chick was funny, wasn't he? We're, we're yeah. thinking of changing the name to In Memoriam of Chick. Uh, <laughs> Chick. 
just so we're ready. Yeah, that's real, real funny, kid. I know. Look I'm at those cheeks. Look at his chubby oh cheeks. Oh, my gosh. Did you guys just make out and get it over with? <laughs> He's you a cute too. guy. Sister, I've been waiting. Um, okay, so this next one, uh, the thing I said says chick does an impression. Really quickly, I don't know if this is going to be on there. Chick, you're famous for a couple of impressions. Oh, sure. My yeah. favorite golf ball going into a hole. <laughs> Nope, no, that's not. You good. missed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah it rimmed a, it out. That sounded like a fish jump. That's Seinfeld. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe. <laughs> ba, ba, da, ba. Um, yeah. Your golf ball? Um, and, no, a little bit. You're getting there. I don't know what, uh, what's wrong I with thought you. I feel like a golf I ball you in popped. a hole. Yeah. yeah, that was good. That was like no, an under was, underwater putt putt. I, but. You know how people pop their cheeks like that? I do it like this. I go in instead of out. So you're a man of many talents. <laughs> I can't. I, it's just a gift. I've had it forever. What? Yes. Uh, but let's get into yeah. this first bit. Chick McGee does an impression. Uh, to be honest, I'd never heard of the first bank that treats you like you're Tom Griswold. <laughs> this man came in and said he'd never heard of the first bank that treats you like you're Tom Griswold. Hmm. I wanted to make a deposit, but I had a million things to do that day, so I didn't want to spend a long time waiting in line behind a douchebag without proper identification or some loser trying to open a checking account with 20 bucks. We could tell he was a very busy and important customer, so we led him straight to our VIP banking teller, but he refused. I told the morons that I'd rather eat a raw turd than have to sit and listen to their pathetic little pitch about money market funds, CDs, or squirrel Christmas accounts. I told them I'd just walk up to the drive-thru ATM. Thank you very much. The man was about to go out to use the ATM, but we pointed out the armored car in the parking lot. Uh, Luckily, the manager spotted a terribly dangerous situation. There was an armored car at the bank. Statistically, you know, nine out of ten bank robberies happen when the security vehicles are around. At the same time, I noticed there was a tanker truck filling the tanks at the gas station across the street. Oh, boy. This was the perfect storm. (laughs) The man seemed rather nervous, paranoid, and suspicious, Uh so we could tell he was exactly the sort of customer we wanted at the first bank that treats you like you're Tom Griswold. I could tell something was going on and they were going to rape me on the service charges and loan rates. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. In the end, we recommended he try a different bank down the street. We didn't need the headache. I could tell they didn't know what they were doing, and they finally admitted that the bank down the street had better facilities. I left immediately and stopped at Starbucks on the way. I don't think the guy ever did open an account. My whole day turned into a storm. I got nothing done. I'm probably going to have Joni or Dee take care of it later this week after I do a bit more research. By the way, did you see this article in the Wall Street Journal last week? It's fascinating. The first bank that treats you like you're Tom Griswold. At the first bank that treats you like you're Tom Griswold, it's going to be smooth sailing all the way. Oh, uh, speaking of sailing, this will only make sense if you're a sailor. <laughs> Similarly, in the film Master Commander, much of it won't make any sense unless you sail. Uh, excuse me, uh, your part of the commercial is done. Uh, this is the announcer tagline out, and uh, then the music ends. Oh, uh, by the way, this background music is abysmal. I'll have Steve lay down some organ tracks for you to use. We're, we're almost done here. Uh, I'll have the music bed to you in three weeks. <sighs> Great, sounds good. Uh, uh, well, kind of a good bit. A little juvenile, I would say. Childish, t- totally inaccurate. Uh, uh, Jess, do you, have a, do you have a my dad? Do you have a Tom? I just I just go with the uh. Like that's, <laughs> that's, and I'm trying to remember. I feel like this started... 
on the tour. Ronnie started doing Tom voices when we were on the tour. And that just it just right. just yeah. random like moments where like how Tom would react. And it was usually he was being really sweet and trying to to calm me down. So he would have a Tom reaction to something going on on stage or backstage. And then you started doing it uh, and Ronnie was like, Oh no, that's it. And you guys would go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I I, I love it. Alzi, do you have one? Uh wh- when Josh uh, bought a new house, his cake lady made him a cake. Sure. And he had me, he goes, send me uh, the address so I can go take some photos of it. But the person that sold the house, there was no for sale sign. So I go, I guess it's this one. Yeah. And I told him. And then, you know, we made the cake. It was right. And I told Tom, I go, I'm so glad I guessed right. And he goes, I would have been pissed forever. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Oh I was like, <laughs> and then I went and cried in a corner. <laughs> Jason, do you have one just so we can go all around and get all the impressions? Well, no, my my thing is it's kind of like uh, the Dana Carvey thing. Mm-hmm. Whenever we did an impression of a great SNL thing, it was us doing an impression of Dana Carvey. Whenever I do it, it's me doing an impression of Chick doing yes, the impression yes. of Tom. Oh, the, yeah, that yeah. whole thing. That's why. Mm-hmm. Not going to do it. <laughs> thousand exactly. points of light. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even do an impression. My impression is basically the impression of your impressions of no, Tom. Yeah, but I, yeah. yeah, I think it's we all go to like we have that line that Thomas said to us. There's one of my Tom stories and I will I'll tell the whole story later, but essentially to make him not rent a private plane, I told him that they had shut down the airports in an entire state and that was a lie. It was a it was 100% a lie. <laughs> oh my gosh. But he wanted to he wanted to rent a private plane and do this thing and I was like they they were they're not landing planes in Rhode Island. We can't. And he was like, "Are you serious?" And I said, "Yeah." So anytime I always go, "Are you serious?" I, like whatever that phrase is that Tom says to you, like that's your go-to. I think my big one is just it's it's a phone call. And it's just him going, there's this jackass in front of me. He doesn't even know what to do. <laughs> and it could be someone driving. It could be someone walking. It probably is someone in the drive-thru at Starbucks in right, front of him. Right, But there's this absolute jack. Doesn't He doesn't even know how to drive, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think we all did a pretty good uh, My Dad impression. That was great. Uh, this next bit, it just I, I think I've heard it before. It says, chasing Spike Lee in the airport live oh, on air. Yeah, this is what I, I have, hadn't been on the show that long, actually. One, one question, is this right in the midst of that Knicks mm-hmm. Pacers? Yeah. Okay, perfect. It That's was good. after um, Reggie scored, what is it, uh, 16 points in eight seconds or whatever sure. it was. Winning time, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is yeah. probably about 94, maybe yeah. 95. So you've been on the show a little bit at that point, oh, right? Oh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Was it that late? Yeah. Okay. That's when all that happened. You'd been on the show a fair amount of time, uh, but maybe yeah. not long enough to harass one very of the greatest few filmmakers. Get, very few people get to this age, really. So, <laughs> well, I think there's a before lucky. San Diego and an after San Diego. That's true. So yeah. I think that breaks it up. There was a bitter before 95, and then yeah. it kind of was rejuvenated at 95. Yeah, yeah. So. Love it. Well, let's listen to uh, let's listen to Chick chasing Spike Lee at the airport. <laughs> Spike Lee at courtside gives the choke sign. Yeah. To Reggie Miller, suddenly Reggie catches fire, has one of the greatest games in the history of the NBA. Mm-hmm. We have our own Chick McGee at the airport. <laughs> Chick! Hi. Spike's plane is unloading right now. Uh, gentlemen, it's a carnival atmosphere here. How tonight. many people are there, Chick? There he is right here. Here he comes. Okay. Nick's hat on, and uh, he's zipping right by us. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, he's running up to him with the uh, chocolate shirt, and 
he's almost all the way out of the terminal already. <laughs> so, I have to run back and get my sports, and I'll describe to you, as we're chasing Mr. Lee, we're at gate D8, and now we're at gate D7, and Mr. Lee is acting as if we don't exist. Okay, and uh, let me think. I'm starting, I'm starting to get a little winded. Uh, Mr. Lee's a spry young man, and I can't, I can't really catch up with him right now. He's, he's being interviewed by a pool of reporters, and Alan, he's he's sticking with no comment, and uh, and I'm uh, behind an officer of the law. And the officer is armed. Uh huh. Mark now is looking at him. Spike is now finally acknowledging Mark's presence. <laughs> we're having we're having a little laugh about something, but I I don't know what it is. We're back in the crowd. Um, <laughs> yes, boy. I tell you, what. <laughs> I can hear big laughs there. Oh yeah, I, I have no idea what it's about. <laughs> well, we're we're covering this like cheese on a pizza. Uh-huh. Um, we're all over this. We are. Mark's up there right with him with the uh, with the camera. Thank God. And I'm about four deep behind three police officers. So, <laughs> and now he's trying to go get his bags. And I, I, oh, I ran into the pillar. Uh, well, see, that's the chance you take being a reporter here live on the scene. Uh, is that, is that 100% real? Um... Sort of. Because I, I, I ran into a pillar. It cannot be written better than that. No. I got the idea to act like I got it. Because I really was like way behind everybody. And, and Mark Patrick was there. And he had, obviously, he worked for Channel 8 at the time. And he had a camera. So Spike was talking to him like they were old buddies. But, uh, yeah, I couldn't hear what was going on. I was way in the back. That is, are you doing, at the beginning, are you doing sort of your professional broadcast radio voice? Uh, say, may, may, I was a lot younger then, may, maybe. I, I don't recall making that choice, but <laughs> possibly. Gonna, it's funny to hear you sort of lose, yeah. lose your, the strictness of your voice as you start running at gate A. I was getting winded, that was true, yeah. But did you anticipate going there and like doing a professional interview, like getting Spike and having him, or did you guys know that it was? just gonna flop uh, i mean flop in the best way obviously. i tried to tell someone on the show not bob that uh it what this is not a good idea and mark could probably get a get a comment from him but uh they wanted to send me out there anyway so well it, it's gold yeah so there we are yeah. and spike lee at this point is like almost like a movie star even though he's a director he's still so oh, he's, so famous oh he was huge and he was huge and he he his fame kind of i wouldn't say skyrocket but it went like with this whole Pacers thing, it yeah. was nuts. It just it, remember they it made blamed him... the Knicks and their fans blame Spike for yeah. Reggie scoring all those points. They blamed Spike Lee, not Reggie doing like uh, just killing it. But yeah, it was, it was such a fault. wild. It was it was really like a, a soap opera at that time. Oh my gosh, yeah, it was the greatest thing to watch as a kid. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. What were you, you you weren't were you born? I was born, but I wasn't old enough uh, yeah. to watch it. But I, I've seen the documentary Winning Time a million oh, okay. times. Okay, that I mean that gets. If you ever, you know, finals yeah. week, if you're in school, or whatever, and you get a little inspired, watch Winning Time. That's yeah. a great documentary. <laughs> You'll get off your ass and get it to work. Really, that really thing rocks. Is. It's a great yeah. documentary. Yeah, that's funny. I know what a what a indie sports fan you are, Willie. So I I thought that you would really enjoy this 
This oh, are one you of are Chick- you alluding to the fact that I almost got a tattoo of Indiana Sports? I almost <laughs> I, I, got the Pacers logo inside of the Colts <laughs> logo with the track running down the Colts logo to signify the Indy 500. You guys, oh, he he just I was I was what? probably like 25 feet in front of him when he was telling this story today. We were leaving lunch. I was like, oh, Willie. I, I was I like, oh, nobody. I was like 22, and it's just one of those things you're just like, I don't know if I want cool tattoos or if I just think tattoos are cool in yes. general. Yeah. So why not? I'm putting sports logos on there. We'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Well, be careful if you get it. Choose wisely, my friend. I've got one that I'd rather not have. Oh, yeah. yeah, so, but you can't do anything about it now. I don't want to have to land a lake's butter the right heart my <laughs> arm off. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Uh, maybe one day you'll become an amputee. And then yeah, be there you go. Deal, you know? I can look forward to that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's go into one of my favorite things. One of my favorite bits is uh, not this stuff. And I don't know if it's this, but this is Chick McGee's singing debut. I'm Chick McGee, and this is my first song. (laughs) It's a song about something I'm very familiar with. My life as a ladies' man. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I know that. (laughs) Tell me something I don't know. (laughs) Of that... Nasty stuff. Nasty stuff. Nasty stuff. Nasty stuff. I'm a sex machine. Stanky. Nasty stuff. That's right. I am bad. Oh, yeah. You ass. You ass. You ass. I am a bad ass. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I'd give that a right on, brother. Word up. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I don't know what you're saying. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm feeling it. I dance as good as I walk. And frankly, I'm a little frightened. Lay it on me, ladies. Give it up. Give it up for the Mac Daddy. <laughs> I can't get enough. Up that nasty stuff. Nasty stuff. Nasty stuff. Oh, oh my goodness. Nasty stuff. This, this has never, this has never happened before. I, I'm, I, I apologize. Nasty stuff. Does anyone have a towel or a moist towelette? <laughs> Well, thanks for the bump and grind. I've got to bust a move. Peace out. Nasty stuff! <laughs> Nasty stuff. I was going for a walk in Chicago. Uh, beginning of this quarantine stuff, I think yeah. I, I, I was already calling in, and I think I'd already gone for a call in, and I was just going on a little stroll. And then I'm listening on the app, and then when it goes to commercials, it'll play stuff from the vault. Right. And this came on. And I remember walking across the street like a king and kind of moving a little bit. I have no recollection of recording that. I've seen it. We run it on the... on the uh, VIP camera, BobandTomLive.com, I guess is that what it's mm-hmm. called? Mm-hmm. That's what it's going to be. That, that's what the same, yeah. Uh, but I don't, I don't remember any of that, and it's kind of it makes me squirmy now. It's kind of, it's kind of uncomfortable listening to it. Why? I don't, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Is it when you say stank it? <laughs> <I might. laughs> 
Might be. <laughs> to me, that's my, my my favorite thing that this show does is when we kind of flex our art department, when we kind of flex that, <laughs> that we have people that can make beautiful music and do genius yeah, things, yeah. and we take that and we put something so silly and fun over yeah. it. It's uh, That's my favorite thing you can that's do. That's true. And, and at that time, no one, no other show was doing stuff like this. No. As much as we make fun of Tom adding horns to stuff and that kind of thing, but that production and thus and also the silliness, man, no one was doing that. It yeah. was so fun and, and I mean, unique. At least thirty people worked very hard on that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's insane. And that's yes. world class backup singers, you know. And well, when I started, uh, they still were playing seven records an hour, I think, or like music, mm-hmm. like classic oh, really? rock. Yeah. Late eighties, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Did you just say seven records an hour? I'm sorry, seven mus- seven <laughs> musical songs? <laughs> they were records then. Hey, get over here, baby. We're making seven records an hour, That's baby. That's right, yeah. baby. A hit's a hit, baby. <laughs> in, the, in the late 80s, they were using cassettes. 80, oh, they did. That. The station I worked at before this one, they did. They, yeah, we had CDs. We were having, we had CDs then. Oh, First really? CDs, yeah. Radio Alan stations Parsons. didn't use cassettes very often, did mm, they? Alan I mean, Parsons Project, uh, iRobot, the first CD I ever played on the radio. Oh, wow. Yeah. You couldn't get CDs. It's weird. That's unaffiliated with the Will Smith movie, iRobot, right? right. Yeah. Okay. Very different. Yeah, very, very different. I was like, how could there be a prequel to that? <laughs> <laughs> Dumb thought. Don't worry about it. We'll let it go. Uh, this next bit, again, I have no idea what More it is. embarrassment? What? what do you mean embarrassment? Uh, go ahead. Okay, this next bit, I have no idea what it is, but I'm really excited about it. Oh. It's, uh, it's Chick gets a phone call from a celebrity. Hello? Hey, it's, uh, it's Tiger. Oh, hey, Tiger. What's going on, man? I need you to do me a huge favor. Yeah, sure thing, man. What do you need? Um, can you please take your name off your phone? My wife went through my phone and uh, maybe call her. What? Oh. If you can, please take your name off that. Are you shitting me? <laughs> she knows about us? Oh, man, this is bad. This is really bad. Just have it as a number. Oh, boy. She hasn't seen the photos yet. <laughs> Tiger. You still love me, right? Okay, you gotta do this for me. Please tell me you still love me. Tiger. Jake, do you remember that phone call? No, no. I remember his. Uh, uh, that phone call. He was calling, uh, I think, a waitress or something, but uh, one of the, the. Was it the Waffle House or something where. He I got couldn't, in trouble the first time. I couldn't imagine it was a Waffle House. I, it was a, a Denny's or something like that. Oh, yeah. no, you're right. I think it was a Denny's or a Bob Evans or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It was around 2009. I was an intern, and I remember, I think it was 2009. I just remember, I don't know if I produced this or what, when I heard it, I lost my mind, and I kept loving the replay all day, because your acting, one, is phenomenal, right. and just like, please tell me you love me. Just kills me every Hello? time. And then we added the Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Oh man, this is bad. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't see the pictures. Oh my God. And I did I like, believed it. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that I, I liked how it was presented because I thought I was like, oh, maybe it's Joe Theismann calling in. Maybe yeah. it's some sort of Washington football team legend. And I go, oh my gosh, Tiger Wood. Okay, we're having fun. And is it's so obviously she... Tiger. Yeah. yeah, is this when she bashed out his oh, yeah. car window? Yeah, that was right. This was after that. That was yeah, right after the outfall. That. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, he hadn't uh, hit bottom yet, but yeah. 
And then he wins the Masters last year. Holy hell. Yeah, he's recovered. Yeah. It took him. His back's a, 12 a years. mess again, I guess. I saw that. Yeah, so Tiger, if you want to call back, Chick's waiting for you. I'm, yeah. I, I'm still waiting. He's still uh-huh. here, and he's got better quality pictures now. I got that torch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm carrying that torch for you, Tiger. Eldrick. Oh. Is that his real name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what what a nerd. <laughs> Best golfer of all time. Okay, this uh, next one, we have a spit take theater. Oh, okay. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Spit Take Theater. <laughs> this week's Spit Take Theater presentation, a meeting with the boss. Come on in, Steve. Uh, have a seat. Yeah. <laughs> like a cup of coffee? Oh, yeah. Sounds great. Great. There you go. Oh, thanks. Good coffee, isn't it? It's real good. Well, you're probably wondering why I uh, I called you in today. Uh, mm, yeah, yeah, I was. Well, I've been looking at your figures, and frankly, Steve, uh, uh-huh. they're just not up to what we've projected, and you're fired. <laughs> I'm what? Steve, you're you're fired. We're going to have to let you go. I'm sorry. But but why? Well, you're just not performing up to our expectations. We do these projections each and every year, and oh, it's a bottom line thing, Steve. Oh, I I thought it was because I was sleeping with your wife. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Spit Take Theater. Join us next week for another edition of Spit Take I love that. Because in the first one, or the one that we've heard before, it's, what do you mean you've had three helpings? So the guy that gives the first Spit Take gives the second Spit Take. And this time, we switch it around. Man, is that funny. Yeah, these this one I I I've always wondered what it is about the style of these that I like other than it's you and Dean so it's awesome but it's almost like the room is mic'd up. Like you guys are kind of on and off the mic like you're like this is this could be real. Like oh. it's like it was like it was bugged. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like reality TV audio. Yes. It doesn't sound like they're speaking into mics. It sounds like a mic is picking them up from far right, away or something. Right, right, right. The problem right. that we always ran into was with Spit Take and with uh, Mr. Obvious that they're just so is delicate the word I want? The way you have to yeah. uh, frame them like yeah. this, this joke, and you got to have people guessing what are they talking. And Mr. Mm-hmm. Obvious is the same way. You got to have some misunderstanding, but then you have to think of the misunderstanding before you. And we kind of wrote ourselves into into a corner, and that's probably why you don't hear new ones hardly ever. So they're tough to come up with. It's so weird to hear you talk like that because. It feels like everything that you do on the show each morning is so organic. And it is, obviously. Oh, like now it is, sure. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> just to think of you as a writer and you and Dean in there, like, pounding it out and, and really putting together a storyline and punchlines. Like, oh, yeah. I just forget how funny you actually are. Like, you even, <sighs> like, you, you, you've said before, like, people have funny bones. And you have funny bones. Well, thank you, dear. You're welcome. <laughs> Yeah, Chick, you are very funny naturally, but when you prepare, you're not very funny. And that's so no, strange. I can't yeah. tell a joke. Yeah, there, but he no can't doubt about it. He can't no. act. Oh, no, in, I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was completely joking because you are so funny. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. What I do in the morning now is is easy. I just sit, sit here and stuff falls out of my mouth. I, I, can't, I can't write a bit for you. Forget it. 
What are you saying, Jason? I was just say he's a wonderful actor too, because obviously he, in that one he was playing the boss. The boss. Yes. Mm. I was a boss. You guys, do you know, I he, know was, he was he was a he was a program he was a PD I was program director and music director. Like he the had last to hire. Station I worked he at. had to yes. hire and fire people. I had to fire a guy. Oh, that's yeah. stressful. He had a real like he. Had, I, I, I know. did. I know. Wait, can we break form a little bit? Hey, hey I had budgets. That's the funniest. <laughs> wow. That's the funniest thing Fine. he's ever done is had a straight job. Fine. That's the funniest. How thing. did you fire? Uh, yeah. Meetings, I, just like hi. Come you, in. Thanks for coming in. Have a seat. Look, and it's could not you imagine out. him coming in here and acting like Kessler? Would you just fall out of your chair? Well, nobody, a nobody acts like Kessler. Look at the look. But on if you, I was like, how could they take you? I mean, I guess if you're I know. still yourself, so you're still funny, and you know people well, like being around you. Then you yeah. fire them, and they're like, "What? I don't take you serious because these were all straight radio jobs, though." I, this was before you were like. Uh, it was a, the a, station before this one, right? So, so you hadn't done what you have evolved into now right right yeah. like you were you were just like spinning records exactly and doing that kind of thing yeah, it's blue oyster cult and later on stop by for tickets yeah stuff like that yeah, yeah. but that the, the so funny, funny was always inside yeah, yeah. So it's right. like it was always in there and then they hired me in san diego they said we heard what you're doing on the bob and tom show we love it yeah. uh stop doing it and uh yeah that lasted six months and uh, your father the, the wise old griswold uh, kept me on the show while i was gone and i just came back and sat back down so that's incredible yeah that's how that went i have one question for you real quick when you were a program director did you kind of introduce yourself hi there chick mcgee program director good to see you um i don't think so you didn't flaunt it a little I, bit i might have said i'm the pd or something over it i would have uh, i would i of all the things that I would like to have like <laughs> video of, it would be him like walking around with some files and like walking into the conference room and like sitting like that at the beginning of a meeting waiting to start it sport or something coat like that. In a sport coat? Did you wear a sport coat? Sure. To work? We had Shut meetings. Up. I'd wear a sport wow. coat. Yes. I think everybody wore sport coats back then. Did yeah, you? so the sleeves pushed yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Miami Vice. Oh, Just God. the idea of you being like, all right, everyone, we need someone to volunteer as office administrator. Right. Uh, there will not be a raise in pay. You're responsible. That's oh, right. everyone's gone. Okay. Yeah. You just get the uh, title. Oh, really? Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, I've been looking at the P's and L's and I'm not satisfied. Yeah. I know the the persona of Chick is is what it is now, but he you worked your ass off in this building before the network happened. I mean, well, that you was did the morning the, show. That was part of the breakdown that, that led to San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I would do the morning show. Yeah. I, well, first of all, I did afternoons on WNDE in 80. 80, I got hired April 1st, 1986. And how did that happen? Uh, I was driving through Indianapolis with my then wife, and uh, <laughs> which I could say about any part of my life, <laughs> other than now. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, we saw a billboard off the side of the, it was you, uh, your dad and Bob in the uh, a ballerina tutus and the tuxedo and the, uh, the, yeah. fl the flipper feet. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I said, hey, that looks like a fun place to work. Yep, that's the picture. I Got have on that my mug. Yeah. And, uh, well, and she said, well, you should send your tape in, which, kids, is what you did then. Mm -hmm. You would make an uh, uh, air check of what you sounded like. And I sent it in t uh, to... Uh, radio station and they promptly hired me at the am down the hall they heard my tape and they didn't have anything open on the fm so they hired me for afternoons on the am and tom and i hit it off because i always wanted a dog and he had elvis i don't I, did you ever meet elvis i never met elvis yeah. i was a dean era but um elvis was oh a, dean came in after yeah uh, i met elvis and we were I, I was petting him in the hallway and um 
about a year later, February of 87, we all got fired because, oddly enough, a syndicated music show was on WNDE now, so they fired me and uh, five, five or six other people in the AM, and they kept me here to do commercials, so I was production, I don't assistant production director, I guess. I don't think they gave me that title, but I did commercials, and your dad and I started, well, why don't we do these opens? I, I'll be the booth announcer like Don Pardo for the show. Sure, and that's sure, how sure. I started. That's awesome. And Mark Patrick, left. he was doing sports. They were just bringing in sports and bringing Christy back to do news and yada, yada. And uh, Mark left to go to Raleigh, North Carolina. And they asked me, do you know anything about sports? And I said, yeah, I really like the NFL, but that's just about it. He said, and, and Marty Bender said, okay, fine. You, why don't you go on and try to do sports? And I did. And the first week I was on, I made a mistake about the name of a local high school. I said the Noblesville Milers instead of the Noblesville Millers. How could you? Because I never, what the hell's a Miller? A, a, a Miler is somewhat sports related. They run the mile. The Miller, what the hell's that? Well, it's a whole big. I, did, whole I big, didn't know that. A whole yeah. big damn deal. So I was, I was in a cubicle at the time when I did sports. I'd come into sports and go back to my cubicle in production. And your dad and Bob come to my cubicle, and they, I could just still see them looking over my cubicle at me, and they're going, uh, you uh, effed up that name on the uh, high school. Uh, and Bob goes, yeah, don't let that happen again. And Bob walks away, and your dad's standing there, and he goes, um, just for future reference, you probably, uh, you probably shouldn't talk during the news. <laughs> leave, leave that to me and Bob. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was eighty, uh, late eighty-seven. That happened. We've talked about it before. That's yeah. how he operates. He's, yeah. He gives you the piece of advice, or the thing he has to say, while he's letting you out of his car at the airport. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> goes, Wait, what do you mean I have to watch my drinking? And he goes, "The guy's coming. You gotta go. I'll see you. I'll call you when you land. Okay." Yeah. What? I have to watch my drink. What? You think I got a problem? Yeah. yeah it's. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. before I say anything else that's too much to be shared. <laughs> How about we move into something else that's one of my favorite things that has ever, ever happened on the show. It's the Meltdown from 2018. Oh, gosh. I got you. But no Houston? No Houston. Not Houston. according to this. Houston, Houston, Houston. Hello there, Houston. Hello there, Houston. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but he wants me to stop this. <laughs> Don't do that. That's irritating. <laughs> Don't ever make that noise again. I can't make Houston all their noise if you make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Stop flying whistling. People can't hear Houston and hello there. Hatbox. Woo! <laughs> 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 We're watching a show breakdown. Nervous breakdown. June 21st, 2018. June 21st, 2018. Houston. 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 I wish we did all A team of men in white, in white scrubs come in and drag you off while you're. While you're Houston, hello there. We're going viral. Five, up, breaking away. Yeah, and then they they inject you. They inject you with something. 1936, Beatles, that's all. Ah, 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 
I need to know what everybody does. <laughs> I think that bit does it because Christy is perfectly. You're witnessing a show breakdown, right, yeah, she's and then calm, all of yeah. the crazy stuff happens, and she just goes, "Happy summer solstice, everybody! <laughs> you're losing your mind." Josh is tagging it up. Pat's coming in. We're going viral. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. That was about seventy-five uh, percent real, probably. Yeah. It's great. There's a point where you can tell that you're clearly just doing a bit, and then just Houston, hello there, Houston. And I love how Josh, at the end of it, he's he's kind of trying to throw this bit in there where you're getting injected with a blue yeah. a blue liquid, and then you don't step on him. You're just doing his own thing. Mm. But then Josh chooses to play small, oh, yeah. kind of to give you the front of yeah. the stage. And then when you're done, he just comes in and Houston, Houston. Mm. And then my dad has a sound effect because Dean's a genius and sent that to him yeah. in time. I mean, that is just everyone skating at full speed. That is insane. And it was, it's it's always funny to me. I, I feel like I forget it every time that it almost feels like Tom was like, how serious is he? And like backs away from the mic. Like, is this a real breakdown or is this going to be funny? Like, what are we doing here? Well, and that's the other thing I wrote down is funny over everything yeah. because uh, Chick's kind of taking a shot at my dad. Yeah. He's saying like, he's saying yeah, like, kinda. You, no, keep, kinda. you keep talking, uh-huh. you keep playing these things and you're getting mad at me, but you're doing all this crazy stuff. And he's you're really, yeah, you're definitely jabbing at him. But he is loving it yeah. because he realizes it's funny and just the idea of, hey, something's funny, let's mm-hmm. drop anything personal and just go along yep. for this ride together. Yeah. Yeah. As a listener, I always wonder how much of this is real, mm-hmm. that Chick's yelling at Tom or Tom picking at Chick, and how much of it just played up for the comedy. It was it was Tom's idea when, well, right after the Noblesville uh, Milers <laughs> incident, uh, <laughs> not much, not too much longer after that, he, he didn't feel... Uh, he and Bob were, were uh, really equals, so he didn't real fe- really feel like he could challenge Bob or because that would sound maybe, I don't know, make people uncomfortable. But me, being you know silly and goofy anyway, he, he told me, he said, don't ever agree with me no matter what. And because agreeing with me is boring, and he's, he was right. I know. It's That's, genius. <laughs> he's and right. I just want to say really quick, I've kind of noticed that thing about going at Bob. And then really, yeah. I, I noticed why I, I love Haywood Banks one time. Cause in, in that in, song, in 18 Wheels and a Big Rig, he goes, mm-hmm. oh, Mr. Smart Bob. <laughs> yeah, after right. he knows the And I, I got such a kick out of that because you never, ever saw that happen on right, the show. Right, right, And so it was just so interesting because Bob yeah. is this untouchable force. Right, right. Yeah. So exactly. cool. Yeah. Um, That's the way that works. So, right. yeah. And conveniently, turns out you don't agree with Tom on much. No, it, yeah, it's, all, it's all. I mean, like, honestly, honestly, over thirty-four years or however long it's been, I think he, we've we've gone to each other in individually probably four or five times and said, "Hey, you." Uh, Back it off a little bit. You're, you're coming on a little strong. <laughs> but I think you guys even know but before know. you have to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know. Yeah. yeah. Is there a look that you can just give each other? Yeah. Not we even were, a nod, just a We were talking glare. about that this morning. Uh, it used to be between the four of us, me and Bob and Tom and Christy, but between me and Tom and Christy, we really honestly can read our minds, and we don't really have to say a whole lot even now so yeah my dad uh, doesn't really have that with me yet so a yeah, couple no, times a week he will. he'll just yeah. look at me and just go enough <laughs> <laughs> man my you just you kind of scared me a little bit my dad used to say that to us in general like just as we were we would be loud or we would be doing something we shouldn't be and he would just say enough and that was that was literally enough 
Enough. Like we, he just said it, and we would be like, "Okay, we're done." Yeah, yeah. That's the big God, one. God, that like <laughs> scared me. There is just oh, just really quick. There, there's nothing like terrifying and funnier than when you're a kid and you're next to your siblings or someone your age, and you get in so much trouble, oh and you just look at each other and just one more thing out of you, and you yeah. can't, can't do anything, <laughs> and you want to laugh so bad. Yeah. Nothing better. Yeah. All right, so this is our last bit of the day. Uh, this is uh, Dear Chick. It's the Christmas edition. Let's check it out together. Good morning. I'm Chick McGee, your booth announcer here on the Bob and Tom Show. Time now for this morning's edition of Dear Chick. Today's letter starts out like this. Dear Chick, some of my friends at school are always laughing and making fun of me. They say there is no Tom Griswold. <laughs> they say that he only exists to make ratings higher. Is there a Tom Griswold chick? Please tell me, because I'll believe you. Signed, Virginia. Dear Virginia, well, it's easy for your friends to poke fun at things or people that they, they don't understand. Tom Griswold exists in each and every one of us. Whenever a large child picks on a smaller one out on the playground, <laughs> that's Tom Griswold. Whenever someone wears checks and stripes, <laughs> that's Tom Griswold. Whenever someone fibs a little on their income taxes, <laughs> that's Thanks. Tom Griswold. And whenever your daddy brings home boxes and boxes of office supplies, <laughs> that's Tom Griswold. So, Virginia, you think of Tom Griswold and tell your friends that, yes, there is a Tom Griswold. And I, for one, am thankful for it. Good. Send your letters to Dear Chick. Have a Merry Christmas. Thank you. Thank you, Chick. I love that. What I love, if you take the laughs out of that and you play it for someone that doesn't speak English, they would think it's some sort of charity for needy kids. Oh, sure. You play it so straight. Uh, I think that was Mark Patrick who said good. Mm -hmm. I, I sound like Mark. That was one of the first things I ever did, and I like wrote the whole thing and all by. And that's why he was. You hear surprise in his voice because they they kind of knew, but they didn't know. So it was kind of a leap of faith for them to let me do anything. So oh, that was oh, him awesome. live on the air. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa, yeah. that's cool. I like that bit. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I didn't realize that was one of your first things. So I put on Willie's sheet that it was probably in the 90s, early 90s it's or something. It's got to be. But I, if you think it's probably longer. 87, 88, huh? Yeah, it can't be late. It can't be much later than that. Yeah. It was very moving. Did anyone have a tear going down their cheek, like in the studio? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. kind of that thing where if you're not listening to what the words right. say, your, your body just wants to react to it by crying. It's like, why do I want to give money to help dogs? I know, like, save that? the puppies. <laughs> Don't be a Tom. Well, it's, it's yes, yeah, the... Santa Claus thing that's you know you just take that out and put Tom Griswold in there you go yeah and there was a fun part where I couldn't tell if it was my dad thinks he's Santa or thinks he's Jesus <laughs> well. I love all the allegations you, you, you sent his those way were tough and, to come up yeah. with and I think he was he's still probably a little uncomfortable with the IRS mention that, right yeah right. but uh yeah they, they had to be silly but meaningful it was so, very funny yeah. of course he was probably back then bitching I mean he still bitches about 
taxes. Oh, right? yeah. Everybody, yeah. Every, uh, That's true. Every, every, what, every uh, dollar you make before 10 a.m. should be tax-free. Exactly. Or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, wait a minute. That's a good idea. That's a smart policy is yeah, what that is. That's just, that's, just, that's just nice thinking is what that is. And if they want to audit me, they can send me the letter before 6 a.m. because I'll be up, baby. I'll be up and I'll yeah. be ready. Oh, yeah. Did he um, Did he read that before you read it on air? Mm-mm. He no. didn't. He no. let you just do it. None of that stuff that I did early on, they would. They would. I did a tour of, uh, there was a, uh, I, maybe I shouldn't say it because I don't think we have it. You never know. But uh, there, uh, I did a audio tour of the back of the building, and it had a golf course and a bowling alley and all this. I, and <laughs> oh, I just, really? I, I do just got that. a. Sa- I had a sound effects record, and I just wrote whatever I, I could find the sound effect for, and put that in the open. So. <laughs> Look at this, we're at the Bob and Tom Zoo. That's how I knew that it was early because I didn't. I did the it's Bob and Tom Zoo. They inter- did the booth announcer early on, so that's. That's what, and I say at the t- start of that, I'm the booth announcer. So were you doing this booth announcing before Dean came on board as an intern? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, okay. Remember, I remember Dean being an intern. Okay. Yeah, okay. He, got, he got yelled at in the parking lot a lot. For Did he uh, really? Yeah, he, he would uh, be late and things and show up when he wasn't supposed, supposed to. It was pretty oh, funny. Yeah. all right. Yeah, it was kind of funny. I think well, I, maybe not for well, Dean, but it was funny for us. I'm oh. trying to, uh, Oscar, like who's here that wasn't an intern? Oscar oh, Spangle. Mm-hmm. Technically, I wasn't an intern, but I did make coffee in fifth grade a lot around here. You so. were an intern. <laughs> you were here. You were here more than interns were here. <laughs> you drank my diet Pepsi. I know that. <laughs> hey, check out the Red Sox. <laughs> the Red Sox, Willie. You That's so sweet. <laughs> well, uh, let's call it. This is the All Bits right. and Pieces podcast. Chick, we'll have you on again, and we can hear more about uh, gossip oh, about Dean. Okay, I'll come back and entertain you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Every story eventually comes to an end. This June, hear the final episode of Season 2 of the hit podcast series In the Red Clay, Durham. In the Red Clay tells the unbelievable true story of Billy Sunday Burt, the most dangerous man in Georgia history. In the podcast that people are calling riveting, incredibly moving, captivating, and addicting. Binge Seasons 1 and 2 of In the Red Clay now, wherever you listen.